Greetings, I'm Noel Deer, and I welcome you to today's Daily Devotion. I hope these next few moments will encourage you as you seek to learn God's Word and abide with Christ. Our focus this day is James chapter 3, verses 7 through 12. And if you were with us yesterday, you know that we're in the middle of a larger section where James is teaching us about the tongue, about our speech, and how it has the capacity for good and also the capacity for evil. Let's look at verses 7 and 8. Every kind of animal, bird, reptile, and fish is tamed and has been tamed by humankind. But no one can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. Here, James compares our tongues with a wild animal, an untamed beast. Imagine a lion in a cage, and it is uh, struggling to be released. And if it could ever gain its freedom, it would just wreak havoc and, and violence and, and destruction. So our words have the same, uh, uh, the, the same danger to them. Our potential words, if we're careless with our words, those words can be unleashed and they can cause all kinds of havoc and, uh, and, and destruction. And, and we, should re- we should remember that. Now, it points out here that man has been able to tame uh, all kinds of beasts, uh, great beasts, powerful animals. We've been able to tame those animals, yet man cannot tame his tongue. Uh, that, that's an incredible thought. Uh, if you think about it, uh, when a man tames uh, a wild animal, a beast, he is the, the man is the weaker creature and the beast is the stronger creature. Yet man is able to tame uh, that, uh, that, that great beast, but we're not able to tame our tongues. Uh, we, we, we struggle to control the things that we say and we fail to submit to our great God. We can tame these wild beasts, but we refuse to be tamed by our, by our great God. I, I think of Isaiah chapter 1, verse 3. Listen, the ox knows its owner and the donkey its master's feeding trough, but Israel does not know. My people do not understand. He says that the ox and the donkey, they know who their master is and they submit. Yet, we fail to remember who our master is, and we fail to submit. And he warns us against that. Look at verse 9. With the tongue, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse people who are made in God's likeness. This is such a critical verse. Now, it was the traditional practice of many Jews that when they would make reference to God, they would say, blessed be he. So they would bless God with their words. But many of these people, these same people, would use their tongues, would use their words to wish evil on people. They would curse people. And he warns us again against that. Now, in verse at the end of verse 9 here, he tells us why this is such a terrible thing, why it is such an egregious thing. He says at the end of verse 9 that this is so serious because people are created in the likeness of God, in the image of God. 
when when I speak evil of someone, when I speak evil to someone, I am failing to remember that that person has been created by God and in God's image. When I speak evil of someone, I am, in a sense, speaking evil of the image of God. I'm speaking against the Lord. And we should recognize that. There is such a connection between that person uh of whom we are speaking evil, and God, who has created that person and created that person in his image, we ought to treat that person with special care because he is an image bearer of the Lord. We're valuable because we're created in the image of God. That's the only reason I'm valuable. The only reason you're valuable, we've been created in the image of God. And so we must be very careful with what we say with our evil words directed to or about another person. Because that person's been created in the image of God, we don't want to say something evil about God. And really, in a sense, we are. That's what this verse tells us. Now, I think there's a an, an even further lesson uh, to learn here. We see something about this foundational truth that governs how we treat other people. We must remember all people are created in the image of God. All people are valuable exactly because of that. And when we think of that, when we remember that, then we're not going to speak evil of people around us. We're not going to look down on someone because that person has a different race than 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 we are. We're not going to criticize someone because they're in a different socioeconomic group than we might find ourselves in. We're not going to mistreat someone because they come from another country or have a different ethnicity. Those people are valuable because they've been created in the image of God. When we forget that, inevitably, we mistreat people. When we forget that all people are created in the image of God, we will mistreat people. But when we embrace that, we will treat people as we should treat them, and we will speak godly words. That's the message of verse 9. Look at verse 10. Blessing and cursing come out of the same mouth. My brothers and sisters, these things should not be this way. Now, he acknowledges here that we're guilty. Uh, uh, we're, we're often guilty of both blessing and cursing, uh, using our words in both ways. And he just says it shouldn't be that way. I, I, I'm mindful of what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7. A good tree can't produce bad fruit. Neither can a bad tree produce good fruit. When we speak evil of people, that says more about our hearts than when we speak kindly of someone. And we'll see that really echoed in the in the last two verses for today. Verse 11, does a spring pour out sweet and bitter water from the same opening? Uh, j- just like a, a, uh, a spring of sweet water, meaning a spring of water that's not bitter or salty, a, a spring of sweet water is valuable and it's refreshing. Our speech can be valuable. Our words can be refreshing. I think of Proverbs 18.4. The words of a person's mouth are deep waters, a flowing river, a fountain of wisdom. Or Proverbs 10.11 that says the mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life. However, our speech can also be bitter and it can be worthless and it can be evil. Now, in nature, a spring would never be both of those things. And for us, 
as I already said, those bitter words, those evil words, those hurtful words that come from our mouths, they, they say more about the spiritual condition of our hearts than do, than do the kind and, uh, and godly words that we say. And we'll see that again repeated, that that thought, that lesson, that truth repeated in verse 12. Can a fig tree produce olives, my brothers and sisters, or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a saltwater spring yield fresh water. Jesus gives us three impossibilities here. He says a fig tree can't produce olives. Can you imagine walking up to a fig tree and you inspect its fruit and you find that it's growing olives? That would never happen. Can a grapevine produce figs? Can uh, salt water and fresh water come from the same opening? Those are all impossibilities. Now, no, pardon me. Notice how James addresses his readers uh, in this, uh, in, in this verse, right in the middle of this verse, he says, can a fig tree produce olives, my brothers and sisters? This is a plea. James is issuing a personal plea, uh, to his readers, uh, to take a close look, to inspect our speech and endeavor to be more consistent. Let's let the words of our mouth, uh, be consistently that sweet, fresh water that people uh, would be refreshed by. Let, let the words of our mouth be consistent and may they be kind and godly. Friends, thanks for watching or listening today. If you're on YouTube, please hit the like button and the subscribe button. That helps us get the word out. On your favorite podcasting app, search for Pastor Noel's Daily Devotion. More info, more info at noelwoodhere.com. I hope you have a great day as you endeavor to abide in Christ.